Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Another enormous news day. Primaries today. Four states having primaries, including some big ones. There's some messages in that. I'll give you the what to look out for. And yesterday was possibly the greatest professional day of my life. Up there personally, too. You know, wedding, birth of kids and that stuff. This may be number four or five. Am I exaggerating, Guy? I'm not exaggerating. Guy says I'm not exaggerating. Guy actually texted me, which he never does after hours. I'll get to that. And uh, <laughs> I think Joe knows where I'm going with this. And the uh, AOC talking about crime rates, blaming it on Republicans. Yes, Republicans. That inflation, new inflation number came out today. Loaded news. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech and uh, government spying on what you do online? Yeah, me either. That's why I have a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today and pick up yours. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I also want to talk today about something very important called the mirror theory I have. Um, I'm not going to say I invented it. I think the name is mine. But how the left, there's nothing the left hates more, fellas, nothing, than when you stick a mirror in front of them. There is nothing they hate more. More proof of that. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Fine. Yes, too much to get to today, so no screwing around yep. first. Um, the mirror theory strikes again. My mirror theory of the Democrats, that there is nothing Democrats hate more than to have a mirror stuck in front of their face. They don't like looking at who they are. Now, I can't vouch for every single conservative on planet Earth. I mean, obviously, but I can tell you the conservatives I know, we're very proud of who we are. You know, I, nothing, I, I, I kid you not, like it's not one of these like faux bravado moments. Nothing cracks me up more when the media matters or the lefty clowns out there, the boycott brigade, go out and repost my own content. I'm like, oh, thank you. This is great. Like I retweet their stuff. Now they'll object to it, of course, but I'm proud of what we put out there. Always, always. Now, having said that, the left doesn't have that. The left hates when you put a mirror in front of the face and show them who they really are. So much so that they need fact checkers to go out and provide context on who the left really is to try to explain away who they really are. Here is a perfect example of what I mean, how the left hates themselves and they rely on the media and the fake fact checkers to go out there and provide context because what they are saying is so troubling, they need to explain it away by massaging it via context. We don't need that. Joe, I support tax cuts. That doesn't require context. No. School choice. That's just how we are. That's what we believe in because we're principled. Here's what I mean. Cue up Benny Thompson here. Here's Benny Thompson, chair of the ridiculous, ridiculous, outrageous grotesque January 6th committee whose only purpose is to keep Trump off the ballot right now and to interfere in the 2022 election. More proof of that coming up in a minute. Here's Benny Thompson saying the most ridiculous thing. He's the chair, by the way, of this committee, a Democrat. I have ever heard that. Listen, once an election happens, you know, it's imperative that you accept the will of the people. I say that's ridiculous for a very specific reason. Coming up next, coming out of Benny Thompson's mouth, this 
is hilarious. Accept the will of the people, fellas. Here, check this out. And the very least we should expect from any person seeking a position of public trust is the acceptance of the will of the people, win or lose. Donald Trump didn't. He didn't have the numbers. He went to court. This is, this is hilarious. Accept the will of the people, win or lose, win or lose. You know, it's really interesting because conservatives picked up on that right away and said, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't Benny Thompson the guy who questioned and wouldn't certify the 2004 presidential victory by George W. Bush? That's the same guy. Gosh, is that that's the that's the same guy. So weird. So weird. So, of course, enter PolitiFact, which can't have that out there. So what do they do? They can't call it false because it's on the record that Benny Thompson refused or voted against certifying the 2004 victory of GOP, uh, then reelected President George W. Bush, because Benny Thompson would look like a jerkwad, which is what Benny Thompson made himself look like by saying, accept the will of the people, except when I don't accept the will of the people. Enter Politifarce, the not-so-great Louis Jacobson, one of the legendary dipwads of Politifarce. Here he is. Fact-checking whether January 6th committee chairman Benny Thompson objected to the 2004 election. They note, mostly true, because Joe, there's nothing they can do. He objected. His, <laughs> that's, that's irrefutable. Here's the context, though, Joe. They got to provide context because the left hates a mirror. And the left always needs people to explain away why they look like what they look like because they don't like what they look like. So Lewis Jacobson, the hapless one, notes, however, Benny Thompson's objection that we're talking about leaves out important context. The 2005 objection was from the 2004 election, but 2005 objection was known by everyone at the time to be a procedural dead end since the losing Democratic candidate, John Kerry, had conceded the election and stated his opposition to the objection of its... <laughs> This is, of all, we got a big section coming up on Politifarce today. Of all, the Politifarce fact checks. Lewis Jacobson, a man with no dignity at all, is now saying, listen, the Democrats are full of useless gestures and they don't mean what they say. So because they knew what they would do would have no impact on the election at all, they did it anyway because they have no dignity at all. Thank you, Lewis. <laughs> it's a, this is like elegant poetry from the hapless Lewis Jacobson at this joke of a site, Politifars. Here we go again, providing context to explain away why Benny Thompson is a lying buffoon. You got to accept the will of the people, except when I don't do it. No, it gets better, folks. Here's some more context for you, Lewis. Maybe you should include this uh, because it's not just Benny Thompson, folks. It's more than just Benny Thompson. Here's a bunch of context. Here is a part of a supercut of a bunch of Democrats who have uh, not accepted the will of the people, as Benny Thompson said, is a prerequisite. You got to accept it, although Benny doesn't. And either did these Democrats questioning elections. Lewis, maybe you should throw this into your piece. Maybe you should write a long piece about providing context on Democrats vigorously opposing the will of the people. Here, check this out. And the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results. Al Gore would be president. An election has been stolen, robbed. It wasn't a fair process. It wasn't a neutral process. 
It was a process that was rigged against us. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. You can manipulate the machines, manipulate the records. Too many voters have cast votes on machines that jam or malfunction or suck the votes without a trace. I kept voting in the Senate race, kept voting for the Democrat. Republican name kept coming up. Three times that happened. We will continue to object to the election procedures until they are correct. It is our duty to challenge this vote. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. So remember, accept the will of the people. If you're Benny Thompson, except if you're actually Benny Thompson or Republican wins or Barack Obama or Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or Terry McAuliffe or dot, 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 dot. Lewis, you missed that. That's that's called context, Lewis. There's some more more context for you. Just uh, just throwing that in there. Maybe here's some more context, too, about the January 6th committee. Lewis should write a piece on this. Seemed to have a lot of conflicts, you know. Uh, One of the things I warned you about the January 6th committee, the purpose of it was one of the many purposes was to interfere in the 2022 election. It was to get activists and others on the record, people like Peter Navarro and other Republicans out there worked in the Trump administration. It was to, uh, they handcuffed him, threw him in a cell, had him arrested. The impact of the committee um, has been pretty devastating for some people. Now, they're not hiding the fact that they're trying to uh, interfere in the 2022 election. Matter of fact, the biggest hack on the whole committee, Benny Thompson included in that group of hacks, is Liz Cheney, um, an alleged Republican, the fakest of fake Republicans, someone who will destroy the constitutional republic tomorrow if she could to maintain power. Red State has a great piece by Nick Arama, surprise witness called by January 6th committee, real, reveals big co- conflict for Liz Cheney. Big conflict. That may be an understatement. What's the conflict? Well, one of the witnesses, Cheney and her crew called forward Bill Stepien, who was a former Trump campaign manager. Well, Bill Stepien is currently advising Liz Cheney's opponent, Harriet Hageman, in the Wyoming primary held in August. (laughs) They're calling him after Cheney just had some really bad polling in a race. So voila, suddenly they need to call Stepien, even though, keep in mind, folks, he's already testified. Can we say concerning conflict here? Yeah, of course we should. They're not hiding it, folks. They know people like Lewis Jacobson, the hapless one, at Politifarce, the hapless site, they know they'll always cover for them and provide context to uh, context to explain away Democrats' obvious lies. We must accept the will of the people. You didn't accept it. You didn't accept it, Benny. Benny. Benny T. That was you. Notice how Lewis kind of massages around that stuff. Notice how the context of these fact checks, right? Do you notice how the context is always a context favorable to Democrats? But the context for Republicans is always left out. Do you notice that? Politifarce, nonpartisan site. The mirror theory, folks. The mirror theory. There is nothing Democrats hate more than having a mirror in front of their face. What they see is disgusting. They hate themselves. They hate themselves. When I highlighted pre-election, along with Mark Levin, the Democracy Integrity Project, this far-left group, and their plans for a street fight with the Trump-Biden election if they didn't get their way. It was the Democrats who called out this show in the New York Times for highlighting their stuff. Folks, I hate the word, you know it. 
But it was a literal quote, the street fight from their document. And the left melted down. That's why they hate this show. Because I show them who they really are and they can't look at it. Never has the mirror theory been more evident than this story right here. The Right Scoop, a great website. Folks, Media Matters and LGBT leftists are now trying to ban libs of TikTok from Twitter. Libs of TikTok, an account you must follow if you haven't followed it yet on social media, especially on Twitter. Libs of TikTok takes videos from TikTok that leftists put up themselves. It's their videos of them saying the craziest things about grooming kids, sexualizing kids, critical racism training, teaching kids to be racist, white oppressor, victimhood, takes their own videos and puts them on Twitter. You would, if you believed in what you were saying, Joe, crazy question. Wouldn't you be proud of that? Yeah, it's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being a, folks, I'm not being an ass here. No. If you want to take my content leftists and you want to post it on your account with a link to my social sites, I'm, I'm begging you, please have at it. You're not hurting me at all. Our audience has exploded. I actually thanked the haters this morning on Twitter. I'm not kidding. In truth, in parlor too. I thanked the haters. If it wasn't for people like the cat lady and others, we wouldn't be at 2.32 million followers on Rumble. It's like, they're part of that. Not all of it, but they're part. I'm not kidding. Why is it that liberals are so embarrassed when we show other people who they really are using their own words and videos? Because they hate themselves. And they take that hatred out on us. They hate who they are. That's why they only want. I'm, I got I to explain this right. Please pay attention to this. This is super important. That's why they only want their videos, their videos, their stuff posted in far left sites like TikTok, where they can. It's an affirmation bias. They want their views affirmed that they should be able to sexualize kids, even though they know it's wrong. They want to teach kids they're racist, even though they know it's wrong. They want it affirmed amongst a group of other people because they want to fit in. So they only want it. Does this make sense, Joe? They only want it to appear in this isolated bubble of acceptance with other crazies. The minute it's taken out of their bubble and put in kind of a, a mainstream type platform where others can see it, they're embarrassed and horrified. Right. We don't have that problem. They do. Here. Here is Ari Drennan from the uh, Media Doesn't Matter, Media Matters, uh, Media Matters for America, another clown site uh, who has a run by a guy who is a, a known transphobe who wrote some disgusting stuff about, quote, Japs and others. Uh, that's Media Matters, right? I mean, this is really, I'm not kidding. This is a left wing group of nuts. This is Ari Drennan. You're trying to get libs of TikTok taken off Twitter. She says, libs of TikTok is still hard at work making sure that far-right militias have their next targets. <laughs> Again, let's be clear here. Libs of TikTok takes liberals' own stuff from TikTok that they put out there in the social media space for anyone to see and puts it on Twitter. And by putting their own stuff they put out there, for other people to see out there, that's putting them in danger, despite the fact that it's their videos that are already out there. If that makes sense to you, you're probably Ari Drennan at Media Matters, run by a known transphobe who calls people Japs.
And, and you talk about the Jewry, right? That's the guy who runs it. That's, that's media matters. That's media matters. Posting liberals' own stuff they've already posted is putting them in danger. If it's putting them in danger, guys, this is a crazy question. Why did the liberals post it in the first place? They're, put, they're putting themselves in. Who's putting more people in danger? The liberals who post their own stuff or the other people who post the stuff the liberals already posted? I'm just checking. What about this one? The liberals are losing their minds over this. Libs of TikTok. Push this out there. Here's a dad in Houston, Texas. A dad testifying before the school district, the Houston school district, about a teacher who's alleged to have brought his son to a drag show. And one of the people there is alleged to be a sex offender. Liberals are melting down about this. Why? Because they love this stuff. They love the idea of kids being exposed to drag shows, but they only love it in their little circle because they quietly know how evil this all is. Once it leaves their little circle and lives at TikTok, puts this over, puts this over and, and parents start talking about it, they lose their minds. They need to shut it down. The fact checkers will be involved any second now too because there's nothing more they love to do than to pull the mirror away from the liberal's face who hates what he looks at. Check this out. Uh, my son attended Sam Houston MSDC. Um, his teacher, Mr. Pat Patrick Pickler, he was his chemistry teacher. He was also a writer for About Magazine, an LGTBQ magazine. He published a uh, article with a lot of students, uh, and a lot of students on them without authorization. He recruited my son. He also took my son to a drag show when he was underage. Uh, he took him uh, to a drag show when he was underage, and uh, it, it was really bad. It was a really bad experience. Um, he also put him next to this uh, sex offender while he was he was out there with my son. There's a lot of stuff that uh, that nothing got done. I have a lot of info, a lot of videos, text messages. Police uh, HSD has a lot of messages. It was really bad. That goes on, folks. Evidence, videos, he has all of it. The father. Why does the left not want you to see this? Because they want to do more of it. And they don't want you to know about it. Folks, get your kids out of these public schools as soon as you can. There are Catholic school options. There's homeschool options. Even Catholic schools, be very careful. Some of them in liberal areas are no better. Believe me, I get emails from parents all the time. But there are a lot of good Catholic schools, a lot of great ones, a lot of good charters out there. There are always homeschool options. Kirk Cameron, uh, who was uh, from that show Growing Pains, pretty famous guy when I was growing up. He's really good conservative. He's been putting out there some options and some. Uh, he has a documentary on homeschooling. Get your kids out of these places immediately. The left knows what they're doing is wrong. That's why they hate the mirror in front of their face. And they do it anyway, which is the essence of pure, unadulterated evil. I'm going to get to more of this in a second. And probably the best compilation we put together about fact checkers, who we now completely own, and they've acknowledged it. I never, this is one of the finest professional days of my life yesterday. This is the greatest piece ever. PolitiFact is terrified of little old Dan Bongino. Terrified. And it is glorious. They sent out a grifty email. Oh my gosh, we need money. Debajito's destroying us. Yes, I guess. Uh, I guess I am. I guess the truth hurts. You don't like that, do you? More of that coming up next. Today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Father's Day's here. 
There's a better gift than Omaha steaks for Father's Day. Why? Because they're delicious and you can share it with your dad and enjoy a good, solid, solid meal. Delicious, tasty for a great price. Visit omahasteaks.com. Omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar. Save over 50% when you order the Dad's Want Steaks package. I want steaks. For just $99, the limited time package includes 16 mouth-watering entrees dad's guaranteed to love, like smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped filet mignons, gourmet jumbo franks, and their air-chilled, boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, my daughter Amelia's favorite delicious caramel apple tartlets. And as a special gift for my listeners, when you type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, in the search bar and order the Dad's Want Steaks package, you'll also get eight free Omaha Steaks Burgers. Seriously, you can't beat the value of this package. It's never too late to send dad Omaha Steaks. Grilling season is here, and it's the perfect time to share delicious food with the ones you love and make memories with dad and remember your other families too. You're the member of your family too. Send dad more than just a gift. Send him a tasty experience he'll love and can share with you. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino into the search bar, save over 50% when you order the Dad's Want Steaks package for just $99. You'll get 16 entrees, four desserts, plus eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Order today. That's omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino. Omahasteaks.com. Keyword Bongino. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. So, folks, one of the finest days, if not the finest day of my professional life. Yesterday, Angie Drobnik Holland. Angie Drobnikolin, she was big mad, folks. She had the big sads yesterday. Apparently, she's some kind of like whatever, muckety-muck at Politifarce, the embarrassing uh, so-called fact-checking site, which we know has been discredited so many times. We, Reiki, you can attest this, we actually had a hard time putting together a list of their most embarrassing epic fails. We had a tough time. Jim was adding them now after the show. Matt Palumbo's, there's so many of them, we had a tough time. They threw this out there yesterday. PolitiFact reporters face online harassment. We keep fact-checking anyway. This, hold on before I get this. This is freaking hilarious. So PolitiFarce openly lies about me, conservatives, massages Democrat talking points, does everything they can do to destroy the constitutional republic and act like a propaganda arm for the left. This hapless, disgusting site. And yet when you call them out on their obvious lies and we nail them to the wall, they blame you for online harassment that they directed your way. I'm going to turn the corner on this. I'm blaming lefties for the voicemails and emails I get every day that are death threats. It's your fault. Same logic. Same logic. You lie about me. You lie about me. People then target me. So clearly, I should change the headline. Dan Bongino faces online harassment. He keeps fact-checking the fact-checkers anyway. Works. Same logic. Angie. Angie Drobnik Collin. Works for me, right? Angie. Angie H. Works. Same headline. The hapless, ridiculous Andy Drobnik Collin. She notes in this absurd, grifty piece, this whiny, oh my God, look at it. One of PolitiFact's primary attackers of late has been Dan Bongino, a talk show host popular on social media. Social media only, folks. I have nothing else. That's, I only exist on social media. His chief talking points are conspiracy theories that the 2020 election was stolen and attacks on COVID-19 prevention measures such as masking. None of that. 
None of that's actually true. Notice how ironically, hold on, leave that up. Notice how they leave the context out there, the context. I've said repeatedly, you can't prove a counterfactual. That's the problem with my 2020 election is we'll never know what happened if there wasn't all the malfeasance, including the blocking of the Hunter Biden information, the Pennsylvania unconstitutional changes, the ballot harvesting. I've said that. See, Angie doesn't want you to know that because she's a disgrace to humankind. And then attacks on prevention measures such as masking. That's weird, guys. Didn't I tell you that there's some evidence that a KN95 properly fitted may work? You guys remember that? Yes, I do. When I said that? Yes, you do. And remember when I said that cloth masks don't work and the efficacy of the surgical mask is lacking, which ironically now is the actual science. So it's kind of weird how that's a conspiracy theory. Angie Drobnik Holland. Angie, oh my gosh. She says it's really not a surprise that he hates fact checkers. He said it's an insult to be called a journalist. It is. And it's an even bigger. Yes. Oh, come on. That's easily. That is. Yes. 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 I totally agree with you. That is definitely a triple Muttley moment. Angie Drobnik melting down. So in honor of Angie Drobnik Holland and this joke embarrassment of a son. Sorry, I'm like, here we go. I'm enjoying this so much. It's like a workout. I'm like breaking out to a sweat here. Here are some of Politifarce and Angie Drobnik Holland's greatest hits. Number one, ding, ding, ding. Bill McCarthy, this joke of a human being who got his fact-checking degree, I think from a certificate at Ben and Jerry's, he said this, that Dan Bongino stated, as Guy is kind enough to highlight, stated on his February 2022 TV show, and they go on to say something I stated. This is Bill McCarthy. Now, I offered Bill McCarthy $100,000 cash. Cash. I am not joking. Listen to me. Right hand up. I swear to it. I am not kidding. I will give you 100000 cash, not a check, if you can show where I stated that on my show. Weird how Bill McCarthy is yet to collect his money. Why? Bill McCarthy lied. I never stated that on my show, ever. He just made that up. There's a graphic I had nothing to do with. We already talked about this. I never stated that on my show. I actually had nothing to do with it. But Bill McCarthy, who's an alleged fact checker, it's funny. He must have never watched the actual show he was fact checking. Right, right, right. Odd that, that, well, Guy notes it. Crazy how they can't find, they're going broke and they got to send on him. Gee, gosh, what? Nobody's paying attention to us anymore. Maybe if you told the truth once in a while. I mean, ironically, you call yourself fact checkers. Here's another one. Thanks to Guy for putting this together. Here's a hilarious one. This was honorable mention. John Greenberg, Politifars. This is from April 2022. Looming food shortages? Probably not in the U.S. <laughs> Great timing, John. Right before that whole baby formula yeah. crisis thing. You may have missed it. Fact checking, Joe. They're right on. Here is another one. This is by Hallie Bemeler from September 2020. Fact checking Donald Trump. She says it's false that a video shows Kyle Rittenhouse uh, that he was trying to get away from them, fell and then violently attacked him. Talking about Trump saying that, which is if you watch the video, exactly what happened. Kind of weird. Kind of like Bill McCarthy not watching the show. It's like Hallie Bebeler never actually watched the video. Strange. Here's the next one. Now they're fact-checking the definition of a handful. Glenn Youngkin said Virginia is only one of a handful of states that actually taxes our veterans' retirement. They note that 15 states tax military pensions. That's a minority, but it's more than a handful. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is by Warren Fiske. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine this motley crew of dipwads sitting around a table? Oh, a handful. Oh, it's 15 a handful. Oh, no, it's 16.5 is a handful. Is there a formal? This is a fact checker. Yeah, what's the over? Right, right. What's the, we'll get Barstool Sports in here. To go, what's the over under on a handful? This is there. This is. Oh, Jakob Reyes. This one's a classic. I'm the big. This one may have been. This we're going in descending order, although it's hard to rate them. This is now what three? This could have, this could have been easily number one. Where Jakob Reyes again? It's hard rating the dumbest fact checker at Politifars, but this dude is always in the running. Here's a hilarious one. He fact checks Maria Bartiromo and says what she said was mostly false when she said we've doubled our oil imports from Russia in the last year. Literally in the piece, you know I hate the word. He writes. The U.S. did double the amount of crude oil imported from Russia last year. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> These guys are everywhere. This is just politiforce. This is Gee, I wonder why you guys are have to grift for money. It's just so crazy. Here's another one. This is a classic. Here's another one. This is by Tom Kircher, world's dumbest fact checker. Tom calls. This guy's it. This guy always takes the gold in the dumbest fact checker Olympics at politiforce. Like, Gee, why can't they raise any money? Why can't? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Miss Holland. I'm not sure. Here, lumber, gas, wheat, coal, and corn cost more in April 2022 in Joe Biden's America than they did a year earlier, said a Facebook post. Tom Kircher fact checked that's only half true, as he notes. Yes, prices are higher under Biden. <laughs> but, but, context, context, folks. Context. Betty Thompson says otherwise. God, this is Tom Kircher, the world's dumbest fact checker. And of course, number one, the hapless Tom Kircher again. Hilarious when he fact-checked a prediction. Deficit prediction for infrastructure bill varies widely from estimates. I had noted in a Facebook post that nothing Biden was telling you is true and that liberals will continue to fall for this, noting that the amount of spending would equal the deficit, which is tautological. Well, Tom Kircher, of course, fact-checked a prediction. Now, ladies and gentlemen, why is this number one? <laughs> this does this really require explanation? <laughs> How the hell do you fact check a prediction? It hasn't happened yet. What do you think this is? We're going back to the future with Doc. How do you fact check it? It's not a fact if it hasn't happened yet. How do you do that? How do yeah, looming food shortages? Probably not in the US. John Green, but that was another one. How do you fact check a prediction? How is that even possible? How is that possible? The answer is if you're Tom Kircher, John Greenberg, and Politifarce, this is, you see why they hate my guts? I own these guys. I own these guys. And let me just tell you something right now on a very serious note. I will never, ever stop. You are going to lie. You are going to manipulate. And I'm going to call you out everywhere. My audience is far bigger. You will never stop me, ever. You shut us down on Facebook, we will go to other platforms. We will go to truth. You shut us down on truth, we'll be on parlor. You try to shut us down on parlor, we'll be on locals. You shut us down on locals, we'll be on rumble. You shut us down on rumble, I'll start my own platform. I got more than enough money to do it. You will never, ever, ever stop us, ever. By the way, it's not just politifars. Lead Stories is another, the biggest, I'd say the, the second biggest scam site out there. It was a gem by Alan Duke. New post on Lead Stories, fact check. Biden administration is not funding crack pipes, heroin for drug use. Remember that one? Yeah, until the Washington Free Beacon went out, actually applied in the program and got the actual crack pipes. That was Alan Duke at Lead Stories. Another gem of a site. Never going to stop. The more you hit me, the more I double down. And by the way, you're only adding to my case later on, proving 
that I am the thing on your mind, not fact-checking. You're obsessed with me and Ben Shapiro. You're obsessed with both of us because you want us censored. That case becomes more transparent every day, and your email only added to it. It was a huge tactical F-up you just made yesterday. One of the greatest days of my life, dunces. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. I want to get to fact-checking. So I'm going to do my own fact-check. Fact-checking the ridiculous AOC on something that's not just AOC spreading around, but leftists. Again, once you put a mirror in front of them on their public safety policies and the danger and the chaos they're causing in the streets, they want the mirror pulled away and they want it flipped around. Republicans did it. So there's a new narrative making its way around. Again, the mirror theory, folks. I like to keep themes to these shows. You stick a mirror in front of the left and show them who they really are. Defund the police. You guys said it. Corey Bush, the squad. When Biden was asked about repurposing money away from the police, he said yes. Okay, this happened. This happened. They said, oh, well, Biden rescinded it later. He said that. No, I don't know any uh, credible, serious conservative out there supported defunding the police. So we were right and you were wrong. So now, because they have a mirror in front of their face and people are being killed and American cities are turning into war zones, the equivalent of uh, Baghdad during Gulf War One, right? All of a sudden, they have to find a way to lie again and give it a different context. I'm sure Lewis Jacobson will jump right in with some context for this one. So AOC notes in one of, again, the most ridiculous tweets from a ridiculous person who's known for posting ridiculous tweets. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. I love bartenders, but this woman is an insult to former bartenders. My old bartender, I used to go to this bar in, in Queens, Glenn Patrick's, was one of the smartest guys I ever met. Could read people like no one else. Not this dunce. Here's AOC. According to CBS News, out of the top 10 deadliest cities in America, folks, seven of them are in Republican-run states. This is, <laughs> this is, he's like, this is really dumb. You think? Now, I, I could then turn around and make the case if we're going to divorce local. Joe, local police departments are run by the locals, correct? Are they uh, run by the governor? Hence the checking. word local. Local. Uh, that's where local. Joe, so you, you live in Maryland, correct? You are a resident. Yes, the I do. governor there is currently a Republican, right? Kind of. Larry Hogan? Yeah. Now, Larry Hogan. Is Larry Hogan in charge of the Baltimore City Police where crime is out of control? I'm just checking. I, I, nah, if you need a moment. Nah, he's, no. No. Yeah. He's no, not. he's not. Nope. No, he's the governor, right? They have that's a mayor. Right. That's and right. the mayor, That's and they right. do, okay. oh, it's just, I, I'm thank surprised you. Thank you. Joe's that. there. Yeah, good, yeah. Joe's on the ground. I'm stunned I knew it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Joe's on the ground right there. He knows. So AOC says that these 10 states are run by Republicans. What she fails to note is that every one of the top 10 are run by Democrats. Kind of weird, right? Here are the top 10 deadliest U.S. cities. St. Louis, Missouri, run by a Democrat. Baltimore, Maryland, not that far from old Joe. 
run by a Democrat. Yep. Birmingham, Alabama, run by, wait for it, a Democrat. Detroit, Michigan, Democrat. Dayton, Ohio, Democrat. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Democrat. Nolens, Louisiana, Democrat. Kansas City, Missouri, Democrat. Democrat. Memphis, Tennessee, Democrat. Cleveland, Ohio, Democrat. Kind of weird. Now, I went down the list even further. I don't have time to go through all of it today, but I got to tell you, folks, I had a hard time finding a Republican mayor anywhere on that list. Yeah. I know it's a strange, odd phenomenon, folks, but AOC, who was a big advocate for defunding the police, candidly still is, when you put a mirror in front of her face, this ignoramus, this dunce of a human being, and you show her what she supported and the dead bodies that have been resulted, what does she do? Instead of saying, I'm sorry, I made a mistake like a person with human dignity would do. This disgrace of a human being turns around and blames it on a party that openly, openly fought against these defund the police politics. This woman's disgusting. She is grotesque. It was people like me and good, solid conservatives, Jim Jordan, who she's attacking there, who fought vigorously against these defund the police policies. People like me with experience. I wasn't a bartender. I was in the streets of New York. She claims to represent defund the police. I can't think of a quicker way to get people killed than to create a victim class and to empower criminals. This dunce turns around and blames it on us. And you know what's even worse, ladies and gentlemen? People like AOC would have no power at all if it wasn't for an increasingly large class of far-left liberals in this country who will fall for anything they put in front of their face. And dopey fact-checkers like Lewis Jacobson and others who provide context. Uh, These 10 states are run by Republicans who have almost nothing to do whatsoever with the mayor and the local police department. I was making the case to Guy before the show. I'm making the case you already know is, But we were joking about how dumb of a point this is. I live in Martin County. The sheriff here is amazing. Amazing. Yet even in the county, there are certain pockets within the county where Democrats are in charge, where the crime is higher. That's within the county. Policing is a local issue. AOC does. Of course she knows that. She's just an unrepentant liar and idiots fall for it. All right, let me move on. I got a lot more to get to, including an economic segment here. Uh, You know what? Let's do the last sponsor. Folks, I always appreciate your patience. These are really good companies. But there's an important number that came out today with inflation. And I've warned you over and over again. This number is almost as important as the consumer inflation number, that CPI number and these other numbers that come out. This number is as important because it portends what's going to happen in the future. The PPI came out this morning. Folks, it's bad. I've got some video audio on that, some more stuff coming up. Okay. Folks, my uh, monologue on Friday, on, on, excuse me, on Saturday, I was, uh, I was very proud of my monologue on the Fox show. I put a long, uh, a, a lot of work into it, and I, it's my favorite part of the show. And the monologue in the Saturday show on Fox was, was talking about signs, something I brought up on the podcast, too. How the hallmark of a great leader is not their ability to predict the future, folks. Let's not, sound, let's not be stupid like, you know, the AOC. You can't predict the future. Well, well actually, I take that back. Uh, who's the, uh, the Tom Kircher can predict the future, apparently. Tom Kircher, the outside of Tom Kircher, the world's dumbest fact checker. No one can predict the future, right? The, the hallmark of a good leader, a good coach, a good CEO, a good general, a good uh, non-commissioned officer is their ability to read signs. 
It doesn't allow them to predict the future. It allows them to predict the future better than the other guy. I can't say this enough. You ever, Joe, Joe, you're a sports guy. I'm a sport. I mean, we're not like super deep into it, but you hear it all the time. Like they have that, Joe, you ever heard this line? Oh, he's got a feel for the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what does that mean? He's got a feel for the game. Joe and I played sports. Going, oh, I mean, why am I? I had a feel for the game, I guess. Yeah, I did. I just didn't have as good a feel for the game as David Ortiz and Babe Ruth did. They could read signs different. The spin on a ball out of the pitcher's hand. The wind in the air as they're fielding a fly ball. They process it different. They see signs, they read them, and they make predictions about where to go to catch the damn ball. That's why they're better than you and me. This Biden administration, not only do they miss the signs, when they're told things, they miss it. The PPI, producer price index number, popped this morning at, again, an astonishing 10.8% year over year. Folks, why is that so devastating? Because, folks, whereas that consumer price index number says what you're paying, the producer price index tells you what the producers who give you the product are paying. Why is this so bad? It means their costs are now going up again this month, even more. Meaning the cost you paid this month that was high is going to be even worse next month. If you understand where I'm going with this, maybe I'll give you the inverse. If the producer price index was going down, let's say it popped last month, I think it was 10.9. It was, uh, it's 10.8, which is all in all equivalent, the the same. If it was going down, say it went down to even like 10.1 or 9.5, still high, but was trending down. I mean, dramatically down. I'm talking about, you know, minuscule differences. That would mean that the prices for the producers were coming down, which would mean what they charge you would likely come down too. It's not. The month over month was terrible. The year over year is roughly where it was last month. We are in real trouble. This is not a sign like the wind on a fly ball. This is the hitter telling you, I'm going to hit the ball right there. Here's Jared Bernstein, economic advisor to Biden, who despite the fact that they have missed this over and over and want to spend more money, which would make this inflation crisis worse, Saying to a CNBC host, yeah, yeah, we didn't miss the signs at all. And don't worry, this is a worldwide phenomenon. More excuses. Now it's the whole world's fault. Check this out. We're having an inflationary story in every advanced economy uh, in the globe. And, and in fact, inflation is historically elevated everywhere. So it's certainly not just one country's fiscal or monetary policy. But then the question I, is, I, what did the White House miss? And, and what's the lesson of that? I don't think the White House missed much uh, at all. Holy Moses. Now, to be fair, we did cut that off early because I want to go through the whole thing. He goes on to explain how, oh, we've got this group of advisors and they sit around, they look at all this stuff. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. Everybody told you what was going to happen about this inflation crisis. Every serious economist told you, not the joke one, Nobel Prize was what, like Paul Krugman? And you ignored it. You ignored it. Folks, this is what's coming. CNBC, same outlet where you saw that from. Fed's likely to boost interest rates by three quarters of a point coming this week. Folks, that's a big hike. And I got news for you. Three quarters of a point for the lefties, that's 0.75. Don't laugh. Some of them are still trying to figure that out. That's a big hike. And the bad news is, given that PPI number, prices are going to get worse or stay as bad next month. And that rate's going to have to go up a lot more. You will do nothing to stop this inflation until the interest rate is higher 
than the, uh, than the inflation rate. Nothing. Folks, car loans, mortgages, business loans, bonds are going to get crushed. I'm just trying to tell you things are about to get ugly. Save your money. Make sure you have your assets in order. Things are about to get ugly. We'll get through it. The good news is we'll come out of it on the other side stronger as we get rid of this guy. I think we're going looking at a good 10-year run. If we can get some Republicans in charge like the Reagan years. But there's trouble ahead. Here, this is a perfect example of how they totally, completely miss the signs. Even when the, when the hitter tells them, I'm going to hit the ball right there, they still miss the fly ball. Pop fly right there, they still drop it. Idiots. Here's a clip from MSNBC where Stephen Ratner, who ironically was the Obama, was, a, was a, one of those czars in the Obama administration. So this guy's not some like diehard Republican. He's on MSNBC. And he says, listen, we really need to thank Joe Manchin for stopping this Build Back Better plan, Joe, which would have printed more money and would have created an even bigger inflation crisis. I want you to notice something so incredibly phony here. So fake. Joe Scarborough, we have a little montage. He's been training hard coming up in a minute. But Joe Scarborough, that hack at MSNBC, said, yeah, man, thank Joe Manchin. Thank God he stopped that. Pay very close attention, especially to Car- uh, Scarborough in this. Check this out. I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in, a, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that because $6.5 trillion of spending in this economy would make these numbers look small. Yeah, look, we had, yeah. A, we had a huge budget deficit. We had an unbelievably aggressive reaction by the Fed to the pandemic. You can kind of understand why they were trying but they just tried too hard. And now we're all going to pay the consequences in a very, very tough environment over the next year or two while this gets sorted out. Keep in mind, that's an economic analyst on MSNBC and an Obama czar, Ratner. Now, Scarborough, what a phony, what a wow. zero this guy is. Scarborough, the, 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 seriously, the grape nuts on this dude. Man, thank Joe Manchin for stopping all that extra spending Biden still wants, by the way. Here's Joe Scarborough just a little while ago trying to tell the GOP, excuse me, the Republican panelists how to basically get the GOP out of the way and how to get Joe Manchin on board to advance the bill back better, which he says now would have created more inflation. This guy's the biggest phony fake ever. Check this out. For the life of me, I can't figure out why they keep doing this. this, uh, You know, going to the press, setting false deadlines, deadlines that are going to fail. This is pretty simple stuff. Let me say that again. This is pretty simple stuff. You get the head of the Progressive Caucus, you get Joe Manchin, and you get Joe Biden, and you put them in a room. And you say, we're not going to get out of this room until one of two things happen. One, we have a deal. Or two, we're going to have a press conference where... We go out and announce that Joe Manchin does not support any piece of legislation regarding Build Back Better. This is hilarious. This same guy basically giving a wink and a nod threat to Manchin will embarrass you publicly if you don't support a plan. He now says would have caused massive inflation as he thanks Joe, uh, Joe Manchin, excuse me, Manchin, not by, for not voting for it. And you believe these idiots. You know, I noticed this is MSNBC. He didn't use the word Democrats. No, strange, right? Yeah. Kind of odd how he did the end. Yes. Just kind of weird. You know what? Joey, he claimed to be a Republican at one time, congressman yeah. from here in Florida. Now, you know we have the dopey media talking head Olympics, right? What is it? Joy Reid. Who's number two now? 
Stelter, yes. Joy Reid is the gold medal winner. Stelter's number two. Stelter lost his title. He's always trying to get it back. Uh, he's been kind of quiet since CNN gave a wink and a nod like, hey, buddy, that job may not be so secure. And in the three spot was Chuck Todd. Chuck's always trying to, but he's just not training hard enough. However, Scarborough has been doing a lot. So we put together this little montage. This is live footage of Scarborough training for that bronze medal in the Dopey Media Talking Head Olympics. This is great. Check this out. A military-style weapon designed for war. This style weapon, deadlier than what we had our soldiers carry around during Vietnam. If Donald Trump are not arrested today for insurrection and booked... <laughs> Thank you, Guy and Justin, for putting that together, nice. that training montage. It reminds me very much of the Rocky movies, and Joe has since been promoted. This is a big day today, folks. It is a massive change in the dopey media talking head Olympics. Scarborough has moved into the bronze spot. There's a lot of training. It's worth it, and it shows you, folks, there's a lesson here. Hard work definitely pays off. So congratulations. Round of applause, yeah. everyone. Joe Scarborough. He may be a while in that spot. Chuck's got to make some big moves. I don't see him training nearly as hard as Scarborough. Oh, by the way, in case you think these warnings about Build Back Better, how it would have uh, caused even worse inflation than we're seeing now, are making a dime's worth of difference in Joe Biden's mind, who can't see a sign anywhere. Here was an article just back at the end of April. White House makes last push to save some of Build Back Better bill from the Financial Times. Folks, they still they still want it. They still want it. They can't stop. Hey, uh, in the interest of time, I'm going to have to pass on that video for today. We'll get to that tomorrow. Just leave that for tomorrow's elements. But I want to just go over quickly. It's primary day before we end the show. Just some quick notes. If you are in Maine, North Dakota, Nevada, South Carolina, please get out and vote today. It is important. Uh, Adam Laxalt is running for Senate against Sam Brown. That is a very, very hot race right now for the GOP nomination for Senate Nevada. Please check that race out. Nancy Mace against Katie Arrington is the big headline race for that congressional seat. Donald Trump endorsed Katie Arrington in South Carolina. Those are the big things. I just want you to remember with this great state of Nevada that we haven't won the electoral college vote in a presidential race there since 2004. It's been a long time. That trait that that state is trending. It's trending back towards the Republican Party. It is super important you get out to vote and register people to vote today if you can. We haven't won a Senate seat there since 2012. It's been 10 years. We have a good chance with either Laxalt or Brown to take out Masto. It is really, really important we win that seat. Please get out and vote today. It is super important. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Tune into the radio show later. I got Pete Hegseth as a guest about our education system falling apart. You're not going to want to miss that. Check it out later. Thanks for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe to my podcast. It's the subscriptions that help us stay on those top charts. We've been there for three years now. All thanks to you. Subscribe on Apple. Subscribe on Spotify. And most importantly, I want to thank Justin, our terrific intern, for putting together that fantastic montage. If you want to see it, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's really good. You can see how he's been coming along. We brought him in here. We had to teach him how to turn a computer on. Look at him now. I'm kidding. He's very smart. I'm joking. Now, all of a sudden, he's like a big video editor. He's a, next thing you know, a guy's going to be working on a major cable news show. He's going to abandon us. So check that out. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.